，享受工作，乐生活。就算不在办公室，也能从容应对线上会议。HP Dragonfly 透过专业的 HP Presence 设计，内建降噪及会议快速键，搭配清晰的 Ben and Olufsen 音效，增强音讯及视讯功能。HP Dragonfly 顶级商务笔电，采用 Windows 11专业版。让您在会议中享有最佳的视觉和听觉品质。Catching beetles is a classic childhood game in Taiwan, where hardy insects abound. But Taiwan's largest beetle, the Formosa long-legged scarab, is now an endangered species. Let's now take a moment to learn a bit about this endemic scarab beetle and meet some of the people who are doing their best to keep the species alive. With its extensive front legs, sharp talons, enormous body, and tough carapace, Taiwan's largest beetle species could be a warrior in a suit of armor. The Formosa long-legged scarab is the largest beetle in Taiwan. Unlike most beetles, it has a gigantic body, and the males have particularly long front legs. They're almost twice as long as its body. The female's front legs are about the same length as a normal beetle. This tree trunk is gently secreting a sweet amber-colored sap. It's the Formosa long-legged scarab's favorite food. This individual is a male. He's happy to share the precious meal with a female. But if another male tries to approach, our friend won't share any of the food. He uses his ferocious front legs to fight his rival off. The male who wins the fight will try to mate with a female. He climbs on without any particular mating dance. The beetles only have a few months of adult life, so they don't hang around. They grab every chance they get to pass on their genes, using their abdomens to read each other's intentions. The natural world is full of wonders. For an endangered species like the Formosan long-legged scarab, successfully bearing young is a miraculous achievement. Now we go to a house in Zhanghua like no other. Art teacher Wang Li moved to Taiwan from China's Wuhan 21 years ago. After building a new life here, she wanted to find a way to express her nostalgia and love for her hometown. So ten years ago, she began a project to paint her house full of tributes and stories from her old life. The result is a home that's bursting with color and warmth. As you walk up the stairs, every step provides a different reminder of home. It's a wall cut out of stone. There are often cats, stray cats, scooting past. And over there, it's all this kind of tree, which is rare in Taiwan. The stairs are painted like cut stone steps. Every detail is based on Wang Li's memories of her hometown. This window view is painted from memory too, bringing back to life scenes from her youth. I've somehow drifted over the oceans to Taiwan and found the shore here. I feel very sure in my heart that this is my home. This is my warm and cozy home. And here is Wang's self-portrait. The lover of the sea first met her future husband when he was a medical student. She gave up her safe career as a high school art teacher to move to Taiwan and marry him. I think my husband is a very warm-hearted person. He makes me feel warm and at home. And he's Taiwanese. I had always dreamed of Taiwan's azure blue seas. 
It's now 21 years since Wong moved to Taiwan. When she misses Wuhan, she pulls out her longing into painting the landscapes, peoples and memories of her hometown. And why not use this four-storey open-air house as a canvas? I like to tell my students stories. All my paintings have a story. Some of my students say, hey, you know, I only come to the art class to listen to your stories. Wang and her children spent six years completing the whole house, filling it with colour, love and nostalgia. Stroke by stroke, the house became a living gallery of memories and stories. The wet weather that has affected northern Taiwan recently will come to a close on Thursday and will be followed by mild weather, which will last for the first two days of the mid-autumn festival long weekend. A tropical storm is expected to approach the island over the weekend. Starting Saturday night, overcast skies and showers could be in the cards for northern Taiwan. It's another cloudy and grey day in northern Taiwan, with not a ray of sunshine to be seen. A mild northeasterly wind brought cooler temperatures to the north and northeast on Wednesday, with a small amount of rain. According to the Central Weather Bureau, the weather will turn fair just in time for the mid-autumn festival long weekend. From tomorrow until Saturday, there will be less rain during the day. Many places will go back to seeing overcast or clear skies. The weather will be quite stable during the first and second days of the long weekend. Only Geelong, the north coast and the eastern half will see scattered and brief showers from Thursday to Saturday. In central and southern Taiwan may see localized afternoon thunderstorms. In other areas, the weather will be just nice for an outing. But forecasters warn that another tropical storm could approach in the near future. Its periphery could bring downpours to northern Taiwan on Saturday night. Perhaps northern Taiwan will see cloudier skies on Saturday evening when people might want to watch the moon. But in northern Taiwan, if the storm's periphery has an effect, there could be cloudy skies and even rain. Forecasters say a tropical depression to the northeast of Guam is slowly picking up strength and could turn into the 12th tropical storm of the year on Thursday or Friday. According to U.S. forecasts, the storm would reach Ishigaki Island and the Miyako Strait next Monday. Meteorologists say they'll keep observing any developments, as many factors could still affect the storm's path. The Industrial Technology Research Institute is putting resources into net zero technology. It wants to cultivate a new generation of green talents who will help Taiwan become a leader in the post-carbon world. Aside from its power school project, the R&D Institute is taking a grassroots approach with seminars in colleges to attract bright young minds to the field. Net zero carbon emissions is a goal that's spreading globally, driving rapid development of new industries and markets for green energy, as well as creating immense demand for new talent. Eatree has created its power school to develop green leaders, and they're also holding seminars and universities to push forward Taiwan's energy transition. Saving energy, reducing carbon, and sustainable environments, these are 
global trends. Taiwan won't be left behind, of course. Taiwanese industries will meet challenges, of course. But I think there are also many opportunities. On the energy provision level, we have renewable energies and low or zero carbon energies. Between industries and technologies, Taiwan certainly has opportunities. E-Tree President Edwin Liu stressed that Taiwan has a well-developed industrial supply chain to back up its research in low-carbon tech. Taiwan could become a major exporter of energy solutions, he says. Meanwhile, to develop human resources, E-Tree is taking a grassroots approach. Four years ago, they created the Power School, an alliance between universities, researchers and industry. Its scholarships and professional classes have been awarded to 172 exceptional students. I think that people need professional knowledge and they need to fulfill professional requirements, but they also need to be able to handle a lot psychologically and handle stress in many environments. Reducing carbon is a global topic. The U.S has invested more than 30 billion U.S. dollars. In the last five years, the green leadership industry and talent pool, including jobs available, has grown by almost 544 percent. According to the International Energy Agency, there will be 14 million vacancies in the worldwide green leadership field by 2030. E3 is helping to cultivate the next generation of competitive experts. The wet weather that has affected northern Taiwan recently will come to a close on Thursday and will be followed by mild weather, which will last for the first two days of the mid-autumn festival long weekend. A tropical storm is expected to approach the island over the weekend. Starting Saturday night, overcast skies and showers could be in the cards for northern Taiwan. It's another cloudy and gray day in northern Taiwan, with not a ray of sunshine to be seen. A mild northeasterly wind brought cooler temperatures to the north and northeast on Wednesday, with a small amount of rain. According to the Central Weather Bureau, the weather will turn fair just in time for the mid-autumn festival long weekend. From tomorrow until Saturday, there will be less rain during the day. Many places will go back to seeing overcast or clear skies. The weather will be quite stable during the first and second days of the long weekend. Only Geelong, the north coast and the eastern half will see scattered and brief showers from Thursday to Saturday and central and southern Taiwan may see localized afternoon thunderstorms. In other areas, the weather will be just nice for an outing. But forecasters warn that another tropical storm could approach in the near future. Its periphery could bring downpours to northern Taiwan on Saturday night. Perhaps northern Taiwan will see cloudier skies on Saturday evening when people might want to watch the moon. But in northern Taiwan, if the storm's periphery has an effect, there could be cloudy skies and even rain. Forecasters say a tropical depression to the northeast of Guam is slowly picking up strength and could turn into the 12th tropical storm of the year on Thursday or Friday. According to U.S. forecasts, the storm would reach Ishigaki Island and the Miyako Strait next Monday. Meteorologists say they'll keep observing any developments, as many factors could still affect the storm's path. We turn now to one of the most overlooked of domestic dilemmas, the plastic bag question. Over the years, a heap of used plastic bags accumulates at home. Big ones, little ones, ones with handles and ones without. Where do you keep them and how do you sort them? Can order be found in the chaos? We took to the street to find out. 
A pile of plastic bags. Some people like to fold them up neatly to use again. A tangle of creased bags of all shapes and sizes can look a bit messy. We ask the public for tips. I fold them sometimes, or if I haven't got time, I just tie them up. I fold them into triangles to put them away. When I need to go out and buy something, then I get them out to use again. Some people stuff all the bags into the largest bag. Others fold them into a tube and tie it together. The triangle method is quite a common solution to bags flying everywhere. When you compare triangulated bags with unfolded bags, they certainly take up less space and are easy to pack away. But some people say when you're quickly popping out to go shopping, it makes it hard to quickly find a bag of the perfect size. My personal view is that we don't need to spend so much time and energy on things like plastic bags and folding them into shapes. I suggest you separate them by size and just put them in a container in an orderly fashion or a larger bag. It certainly takes time to fold a mass of bags up neatly. If you just want the job done, try separating your bags into little, medium and big and be done with it. Or if you're feeling really tidy, why not label them? Anything to make life that much more convenient. Here's another story about a fisherman. This time we go to Taidong where we visited the oldest fisherman in the country. At 94, Zhang Zuo has been catching fish for at eight decades. The Taidong resident will be honored with a major award from his peers at the National Fishing Festival later this month. Zhang still goes out to sea almost every day despite his family urging him to take it easy. As we'll see, he is still very much in love with the ocean. It's a sunny day and the motor starts up. Zhang drives us with a steady hand into Taidong's Xingang Fishing Harbor. He knows this place like the back of his hand. At 94, he is Taiwan's oldest fisherman. I want to get out and exercise. If I don't go out, my muscles, my bones, my legs get like mud. I'm the oldest. His eyesight has dimmed, but he still has no problem threading needles, setting bait on a line, or steering the rudder by hand, eschewing motorization. He can still take a fishing boat out single-handed. Zhang moved from Penghu to Kaohsiung at the age of 18, started a family, and then settled in Taidong. He's made his living on the sea for 80 years, and still goes out in a boat every day. His family tries to convince him to retire, but to no avail, so his son comes out with him instead. It's what he's interested in. I try to come with him. Otherwise, he's so old. Sometimes I tell him not to go out. Sometimes I take the keys off him, but he's got a spare set and he goes out by himself. I think that he may be the oldest living national treasure fisherman who is still fishing today, actually in work, not just in Taidong County, but perhaps in the whole country. Zhang is not as quick and nimble as he once was, but he's still got a twinkle in his eye when he's talking fishing. The sea is always on his mind. He says he'll still go out if he lives to see a century. I can't get to sleep. I'm thinking about going out and seeing if I can catch something. I'm always thinking about it. If I reach 100, I'll still go out fishing. The National Fishing Festival will be held in Taidong on September 23rd this year. We want to show our old man off a little. He's the oldest in the country. 
Zhang's passion for fishing and his incredible endurance are an inspiration to younger fishers. He will receive a major award at the Fishermen's Conference this year, recognizing his many decades of service to the industry. The Mid-Autumn Festival, a time for families to gather with their loved ones for a cookout, is coming this weekend. But for many foreign fishermen in Taiwan, a family reunion is out of the question. Some say they haven't gone home in three years. That's why a fisherman's association in Jilong has joined forces with the fisheries agency to hold an event to give fishermen a taste of home. Let's hear from a local NGO that helped put together the event. The Indonesian food can take care of their homesickness. Foreign fishermen come here on three-year contracts. They can only go back after the three years. And over these past years, the pandemic has made it so that they can't go back and have to sign on two contracts lasting a total of six years. The work conditions for foreign fishermen are quite different. It's harder for them to gather. So they like this kind of event where they can meet people from their hometowns and check up on one another. Besides offering delicacies from all parts of Asia, organizers also used the event to give medical advice and distribute first aid kits. There were also courses on CPR and labor rights. Taiwan's military continued with its joint drills in Pingdong on Wednesday. Troops simulated a landing by the enemy in Hanchun. Various military vehicles and ammunition were incorporated into the drills in a mock battle as cross-strait tensions continued to mount. An indigenous defense fighter soars above a joint operations training base in Pingdong County and fires training ammunition. Another fires bullets from a 20-millimeter barrel. Nearby, an Apache attack helicopter sprays gunfire at the ground target from a 30mm chain gun. The Apache then fires powerful 2.75-inch rockets. The Air Corps successfully suppresses the enemy targets. Ground troops approach from the rear as M109A2 howitzers fire from a 155mm barrel from afar. A CM11 Brave Fire tank fires from a 105mm tank gun. After a round of ammunition, the CM11 releases smoke grenades before switching ground. An anti-armored tow missile launching vehicle fires blanks. Cloud Leopard armored vehicles take position and spray fire gun from T-74 machine guns. Following a nighttime live fire drill, on Wednesday morning, the Joint Operations Military Exercise resumed during daytime in the mock combat scenario where lost battleground had been successfully recovered. The troops urged the enemy to surrender. The scenario for this exercise is one that simulates a landing by the enemy's brigade in the Fonggang area. We, the 564th Armored Brigade and affiliated troops, follow the theater's command.
Air Force, Navy, the Army Aviation Unit, the Army and Electronic Warfare Units to a single combat scenario in order to fulfill the commander's combat intention. With cross-strait tensions on the rise, the military is staging live fire drills of various scale to put military strategies and methods into practice should any combat scenarios turn into reality. Japan's Defense Minister Hamada Yasukatsu said Tuesday in an interview with Japanese